Welcome to the Gridiron Show, and we are on the verge of another international series game this Sunday. It's the LA Rams, it's the New York Giants at the home of rugby. We'll speak with Alec Ogletree, the defensive captain of the LA Rams, plus Hall of Fame running back and absolute legend of Marshall Falk from the New York Giants. It's Damon Snacks Harrison, plus a big Week 7 preview, and the usual nonsense from me and Ollie. This is the Gridiron Show. won't reveal is that we did that entirely uh, dry ollie because we we're having a problem with the audio but i still did the robot dance yes so did i <laughs> i did the drumming my air drumming do you know uh, uh, people could see this live when we do it uh at the gridiron party after party have, the international series are we, we going to do that that oh god yeah i think we are like what happens is basically if you've come to one of our previous parties at bloomsbury and just to make you aware the after party tickets are selling we're probably about half sold now at this point so you've got the next week to buy your tickets um we if we've sold out before the night there will be no tickets on the door so make sure you book in advance it's going on hyphen magazine.com forward slash after party there's going to be some special guests there including gb hockey sam quick liam plunkett of england cricket fame and Yorkshire uh, Paolo Bandini I mean he's the only person you need to know is going wow. to be there. Wow. many more besides it's going to be really good fun um uh, £10 for your ticket. You get a free copy of the latest magazine, which is excellent. And not only has one article, but two articles written by me. So, well, well where are my articles? Well, the on the pod stuff, you get included in that email every time. Uh, oh, what email? What on the pod? Station about the on the pod bit we write, where we write up an interview and then we do our little nibs and stuff. You get included in that Facebook chat with Matt Sherry every time and you never respond to it. So I end up writing it. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. And I wrote a Madden review as well, so that's in there too. Was that uh, basically transcript from what we did last week? I mean, you could say, <laughs> except I was... I said I wrote it first. Okay, so. fine. Okay, that's why you sounded quite clued up when you were talking about it last week. But a lot of the same thoughts, basically. Um, We've got an awful lot of house stuff, in-house stuff done very early, which is unusual for us. What do you mean? Well, go to the uh, go to the website, uh, do this, buy the tickets, come and see us. At normally, Twitter. it's Twitter. Yeah, normally it's like, oh, how are you? What are you up to? Oh, well, I'm at home and on Skype, and you're in the studio. All of that. We well, haven't done do- that. As, we'll do all of that as well, but you mentioned and touched upon yeah, the uh, the live night, and so I thought we'd get in our little you know house cleaning or whatever it's called. Um, so yeah, go along to that. Basically, we if you've been to one of our parties at Bloomsbury before, uh, we've had it across two floors before, but this time due to a bar mitzvah, we don't have the downstairs, which is fine. We've still got three giant screens upstairs. We're still going to have the little rooms where the Green Bay Packers are going to be based uh, for the late. The Green Bay game. Packers are there. Yeah, all of them. How, what, be, how are they getting there? They're going to be here as well. Do they the not Packers, realise that they're not playing in London? Packers fans UK. All right, okay, cool. Um, they're going to be there as well. Hey, guys. Uh, those famous people I mentioned are going to be there and as our special guests. We'll have some prize giveaways as well. Uh, copies of Madden, some hats from New Era, Ooh. hopefully a jersey as well that we're trying to arrange at the moment. Uh, all, all of lots of exciting things. Um, you say hats from New Era. Does that include beanies? Do they do the hats as well? We're, yeah, I mean, they do beanies as well. Are you wanting a beanie? No, the thing is, 
You've I want no, no, no. I want one of the old beanies. The, you know the green. I think it was about two or three years ago with the st- they're striped. Uh, they're not that bobble hats, but they're Hashtag much hat watch. Yeah, the, the hat watch, um, and they're much nicer than the ones that are going around at the moment. They're still lovely hats, New Era. Uh, well done. We we appreciate everything that you do. <laughs> um, but if anyone has an old Green Bay Packer hat bobble hat they'll if you know you'll know if you've got one you'll know the one i'm talking about and you want to get rid of it i will buy it off of you also if anyone has a couple of spare tickets to next weekend's game between cincy and washington yeah my wife really wants to go as does mark uh, wilson uh, uh, decided very short notice my wife takes preference over our rugby league expert uh, yeah, but Mark Wilson's been asking me for banging on about it for ages. Uh, yeah, do help Mark Wilson. For I'm helping out Mark. I think I've, a couple of people have uh, been in touch. I need to Fine. See. Yeah, all good. Uh-huh. So when the bar mitzvah finishes, which will be at ten o'clock, we will then get the use of downstairs. Now, obviously, if we're absolutely rammed, we'll spill downstairs and open up an extra screen. But that's probably. <laughs> do <laughs> that's probably where we will do the live podcast is down there with a the tv on in the you know the vip room we've had sure, for the super yeah. bowl before in that room we'll have the game on red zone or whatever and we will do it in there but we've only really had like three or four people say they're going to come along to watch it and i think it would be pointless if we've got an audience of less than like 30 people it's going to be ludicrous yeah. so i'm not sure i'm confident on doing it i think it even for billy big bollocks levels even you won't go that far. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you'd love any attention to to do something <laughs> live in front of any amount of people. But I suppose when it's that little amount of people, it's probably not Billy Big Bollocks is worth your time, I guess. I mean, you know, this is an important thing to me that you realise how important my time is, Ollie. So thank you. <laughs> <We did>, uh... <laughs> how do you spend your time today? buddy <laughs> uh i went down to the giants training uh asked a couple of questions in the press conference to eli manning and to odell beckham uh, i asked eli, eli manning who famously in 2007 played here in that horrible rain bowl against miami oh, yeah. that rushed one of only four touchdowns in his career uh and so i asked him any chance we see another rushing touchdown this weekend and he like wistfully looked in the air and went from what i remember that day i outrun jason taylor and everyone kind of laughed and i was like that's funny i'm not used to eli manning being funny that was good Um, odell beckham was in fine form i mean he was of all the players we spoke to he was the most awake and with it and lucid and kind of uh up for the chat and uh somebody asked him about the kicking net predictably i do you Um, know what i'm done with that net so so am i but his response was good because he what he kind of said was look i saw people taking the piss out of me online when i kicked that net and it came back and hit me in the face and like the memes i saw all that stuff and i thought they were funny and i thought you know what it's gonna be if i respond to it that'd be funnier than me like responding to online so that's why he did it the first time and it's like and it's kind of, he admitted it's kind of got out of hand a bit and the guy then asked a follow-up question where he was like where's the relationship going next and he went well if we do end up getting married jarvis landry will definitely be my best man and uh, wow, there you go. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I, I quite actually enjoyed that. And he was good in general. Um, I hung around with Greg Rosenthal, which was nice. Wow. Did you t- Sam Farmer from the LA Times? You know, so you met Sam, didn't you, at the Super Bowl? He's the big LA guy. Been writing about the stadium move for years. And he came and sat with us and did an interview on the stadium move and being in LA and stuff. So he's come over to cover the Rams. Did you uh, see Vinny Bossignore? I did on Wednesday, yeah. I went and had a chat oh, with Vinny did you? on Wednesday as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a lovely chap. 
Uh, Can I ask you about Greg? Yes. Of Is he can. taller? Or shorter oh, than tiny. you thought you'd, he'd be. I knew he was short, but he is genuinely tiny. Who's taller, me or Greg Rosenthal? It, it, it's about a dead rubber. This is wonderful. Okay, and th- did you mention me? Did uh, did he yeah, know yeah, who we, I yeah, was? Yeah, or? No, we talked about uh, we talked about the show. We talked about the coverage we do. We talked a lot. We talked quite a bit of tennis because he's a big tennis fan. Uh, he gave me his views on the Rams and the Giants. We kind of talked about that for a bit. Ram it. London, just you know, just we we chatted in the little media room, and then we walked out to where they were doing the play sixty together, and we stood at the sideline and chatted for five or ten minutes. And then when we came back inside, I was happened. I happened. He happened to set his laptop next to where mine was already there. Yeah, oh, like, well, well, it's no already Billy Big it started, guys. <laughs> no Billy Big Bollocks. He just happened to sit on that table, but. Luckily, my laptop was already set up there. Otherwise, I would have looked like the weirdo who was just following him around. He was like, uh, uh, he, your laptop was like the lone car in the car park. And then the next car, the person <laughs> comes in and parks next to it. Uh, Why I do people that, do that? I think I ranted about this the other day when the guy came and sat next to me in the cinema, even though there were like 40 or 50 free seats within our vicinity. Do you know what? That really, really, I hate that. I moved. Yeah. I, I, did, you get, did you huff? Did you Josh oh, yeah. Huff? Oh, it was a full strop. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to go, I think we're going to go for a drink with Greg and Paolo Bandini and Matt Sherry tomorrow. And Handsome Hank is going to join us as well, hopefully. So okay. that'd be nice. He's a genuinely really nice guy, a bit tired. He's going to try and go to the Arsenal game tomorrow. Um, on the, yeah, two very differing worlds. Greg said to me, oh, I'm going to try and probably go to the Arsenal game tomorrow. Uh, somebody is trying to sort me out tickets. And I kind of said that I could ask at TalkSport if there's any way we can oh, get Oh, here we go. Yeah, again, really big I bollocks. wanted to be a suck-up. There's nothing I could do about that. I'd have to have called Kay from work and asked her to sort out for us. Yeah. But um, uh, he was like, oh, I wouldn't really want to sit in the press box. I, like, I'm quite, I'll go along if I'm like a fan. And then we got into chatting about how press boxes in the UK and the US are different. All that nonsense. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. He's going to, he's, I think, I don't know exactly what they're going to do at Twickenham. But the, they've, is... got, they've got auxiliary seats. So it's like where we were at the Super Bowl. So it's um, like when fine, we're fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an internal press box like it is at all the US stadiums. So I think he'll really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, there was a reason that I came back to talking about Greg Rosenthal, and I can't remember what it was now, and you've really thrown me. Sorry, man. No, it's absolutely fine. Oh, yeah, the differing worlds, that's what I was saying. Differing so he, worlds. He was saying he was going to try and get a ticket through his mate, and yada, yada, yada. And then Odell Beckham comes down and does his podium, and somebody asks him if he's going to catch a soccer game, because he's a big football fan, and he went, oh, yeah, Mesut has invited me and the wide receivers to come down and watch Arsenal tomorrow. So I think we might do that. Incredible. <laughs> that's that's uh, Beckham Big Bollocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, uh, regular tweeter and friend of the show, Adam, has tweeted us asking, who is the best Billy? Joel, Billy Connolly. Bi- Hello? I believe Will Gavin's dropped off. Uh, Will... I have. You definitely dropped off there. there. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I did that time. Maybe that's what I did before. I kicked the power out by accident. You plonker. Maybe that's what happened you earlier. You utter plonker. <laughs> just leave all of that in. I was just about to get up and text you going, "Where's where are you, man? What, what are you doing? I dropped off again. <laughs> Stop it. What are you doing? 
Oh, it's because this is like genuinely the comfiest podcast I've ever done. I've got my laptop on my lap with all my notes. I've got the mixing desk next to me. I'm wearing the headset, so I'm free hands. I'm lying on my sofa, like you know the corner sofa I've got. Yeah, corner. I'm yeah. lying along it at full stretch. I'm I'm almost like prone. I'm almost fully laid down. Uh, Guys, un- get this uh, get this image out of your head quick. <laughs> and I'm under a, a, a little duvet action as well. This is delightful. Yeah, great. We we should do a show from bed together, like Bert and Ernie. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad so, you said Bert and Ernie and not John and Yoko. Yeah, well, <laughs> you you'd definitely be Yoko in that. One situation. for the kids. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how far I was in, but Adam tweeted us asking on the Billy B- Billy Billy Big Cole. Bob. No, Billy Cole. Who's he? Who's Billy the, Joel. Who's or, the best Billy? Billy Joel, Billy Connolly, Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Crystal, Billy Ocean, Billy Volek. Jake's got in touch suggesting Billy Zabka, the bad guy from the Karate Kid. Uh, someone Patrick's got in touch saying Billy Elliot, Billy Sharp, Billy Holiday, Billy the Kid. There's lots of good Billies. That's what we're saying. Uh, there's a clear favourite in my mind from that list of eleven. Go on, Billy Bob Thornton. I do love a bit of Billy Bob Thornton. Incredible in the first season of Fargo. He's brilliant oh, as Bad Santa. Bad Santa 2 coming out this year, uh, later this year. Uh, don't want to watch it. It looks rubbish. And We're not allowed to do movie reviews anymore. And um, he had lots of sex with Angelina Jolie. So he's clearly the winner. What a hero. Uh, Tom Marshall's got in touch saying, Craig, bloody David. Or at least we'll, the concessions will do well. I think Craig David will put on a good show. I saw him at Glastonbury for 20 minutes. He was really good. Well... Uh, someone who works in the office here, uh, what's his face? David Walker. Yeah, DCW. He said it was one of the greatest nights he's ever seen. Greatest uh, things he's ever seen. He said it was amazing. Craig David. Last night. Craig David played Brixton Academy last night. I didn't know that. And uh, Karis from Girls Sports Talk or Sports Talk Girls. What that... That, beautiful Karis. The, the beautiful Karis. She also said it was one of the but greatest she, gigs she, she's, she's ever seen. Oh dear. Oh well. <laughs> uh, was, what, what did you say? Tell her she's beautiful to her face. That's fine. It won't be weird. <laughs> uh, I think you made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll get this out. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I'm not time coding it. <laughs> I will tweet her right now and tell her. Just want you to know, I have called you <laughs> something weird on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Just leave it. She definitely doesn't listen. It's fine. Um, she downloads though. She Just... yeah, downloads doesn't listen. That's good. That's what we want from all listeners, all downloaders, whatever. Uh, we haven't talked any football yet, really, other than the what happened at Rams Giants training. Um, is, Should we talk some football? Yeah, what's the news? There's uh, what's his face? Josh Brown's not coming. So Josh, the jo- on the Josh Brown situation, uh, fascinating today. Eli Manning uh, kind of refused to in any way engage with it. Kind of gave really stock media answers as you'd expect. Um, ben McAdoo, who is desperately attempting to rival Jeff Fisher in the Tash Stakes, but failing miserably. I got to, to, to. McAdoo, do, do. Um, yeah, McAdoo uh, came on stage and kind of said that they are gathering more information. They haven't made a final decision. Josh Brown hasn't been cut. They've got called Robbie Gould up and, and signed him. And he's he was flying to London at the time we were there for the press conferences. So he's literally going to arrive in today and then kick on Sunday. Um, but the... 
general view from everyone, and Ben McAdoo's exact words are, we are going to stand by Josh Brown as a man and as a teammate. Now, in a world where there's meant to be zero tolerance, and this isn't like Ray Rice where there was a one-off incident, and yes, it was a very famous incident due to the leaked video, but this appears to have been a consistent problem over a period of time, including what happened at the Pro Bowl when... um, uh, when you know, NFL security got involved and there was one beat writer there who just kept pressing McAdoo saying, um, you know, you said the organisation weren't fully aware of the extent of the situation. You say you're trying to get more information as we speak, but are you telling me you didn't know about what happened at the Pro Bowl mm. and that there were NFL security? And he just kept repeating the same line saying, um, we're going to gather more information. We're going to, like, kept repeating that. And the guy kept really pushing on it into it until he was like, did you know, yes or no? And Ben McAdoo just went, I'm not answering that question. Yeah, I mean... I think it's a shambles. I think they should have cut him. They should have absolutely cut him. It's meant to be zero tolerance. Like, I'm all about rehabilitation. I believe, like, I love that Ray Rice now is a very wide, outspoken spokesperson about domestic violence. There's a lot of charity work. I think that's what he needs to be doing to prove himself. I'm not sure an NFL team should sign him again, but it's the exact opposite of what you get from uh, Greg Hardy, who continues to behave like a belligerent idiot. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I can't believe that they've not, done more and that they've both Eli and Ben McAdoo said we'll stand by him it's nuts the amazing thing as well is the NFL is looking to build its brand uh, build its message expand and this all happens when they're out of out of their country for one of the four times that the, the games are being played outside of the US this year and so there's a whole new media involved with it it's not good publicity at all. And when McAdoo was up for his press conference, uh, the first five or six questions were all about Brown. And then somebody asked one question about their travel arrangements, how they were finding coming out later in the week, yada, yada, yada. And I thought there was going to be a follow-up question on that or someone moving on to something else. And then we got back to Josh Brown and there were another five, six questions on that. And then the press conference was done. I mean, it was yeah. all anyone wanted to talk about. And we can hear from... In fact, let's hear from Snacks Harrison, who is going to have one of the unenviable jobs, although maybe less unenviable this season, of going up against superstar running back Todd Gurley. Um, because the final question he answers is on the discussion of Josh Brown being uh, left behind this week. Uh, and he starts off by talking about the fact he came over to London with the Jets last year, the famous toilet paper carrying Jets. So uh, started off by... Um, this was a kind of pooled interview, him being asked about uh, his trip back to London. So far, so good. I'm just tired right now. Um plan on taking about a five to six hour nap when I get done with here, if that makes any sense. So, but um, so far, so good. Well, you were here with the Jets. Mm-hmm. How tough, is it a tough adjustment to flying back and forth and playing like that? Oh, yeah, because when you get off the flight, you got to go straight to practice when you come here and, and go to meetings when your body is ready to power down. So I'm um, just tricking your body into believing you you need to be awake. <laughs> That's all. Not at all. No. Take pictures of everybody who was sleeping. <laughs> Talk to JPP. That was it. Is it tougher for the skill position guys or the big guys in the trenches if a team can additional 
Oh, the big guys, definitely. Um, because we have to exert so much energy at um, at one time. You know, the skilled guys, they can spread it out over the course of a game, but we have to do so much at one time every single down. So I would think it's tougher than well. Next, do you think it would be interesting as a player to eventually have a franchise here, like where you made this trip, say, once a year to play this game? Um, Every team? I mean, like if there were a franchise here, based here. Ah, that'd be tough. You know, the, the road games, you have to go six to ten hours across, you know, across the world. So um, yeah. I think it would be good for football, but um, I, I would have to stay in the States. <laughs> Make the trip one every three years or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd Gurley, he hasn't really gotten going this year like, mm -hmm. he, like he did last year. But what kind of challenge does he uh, pose to you guys? Oh, he's big, he's physical, and he's fast. Um you know, any given moment, you know, I've heard said he was struggling or whatever else, but at any given moment, you know, he, he can find that spark that he had last year. So he's definitely a threat along with Tavon Austin and Kenny Britt and a couple of other guys on the offense. We've seen teams loading the box against him. Is that what you guys are planning to specifically plan for him or is there going to be a bit more of a diverse defensive scheme compared to the other teams that played in this year? Well, I don't want to, you know, give away the game plan <laughs> so easily, but, um, you know, Spags is putting a lot on us to stop the run this week, albeit... You know, with a six-man box, seven, eight, you know, whatever it takes to win. So you you should see a little mixture of everything. How important is it to stop the run early on and force him to go to the passing Oh, very important. Um, getting off the field on third down, which we haven't done early in games as good as we want to. Um, so just give our pass rushers a chance to go on third down and get the, uh, the ball back to the offense as quickly as possible and to not give a team like the Rams any momentum. And was it, what, how important is it to establish on defense um, momentum going into the bye week? Oh, very big because, you uh, you know, guys will always want to leave on a winning note and uh, to win this game along with, you know, last week's win, I think that will be big for the team as a whole, not just the defense. What about Janoris Jenkins? Because we heard Jeff Fisher talk about him being playing to the best level of any cornerback in the league right yeah, now yeah. and they, they seem to be regretting giving him up oh yeah um jack rabbit has been awesome man um making plays on defense as well as special teams and um you know i believe the fans are uh, pretty proud of what they've seen so far as well as us that's in the locker room so he's a very special player he's been leaking you a bit of info on what to expect from them uh no man no you, you know you don't want to go out there chasing goals from guys who used to play for former teams because they'll switch it up after you catch some sleep Mm -hmm. This weekend, when you have downtime, what are you doing? Go and find some bangers and mash. <laughs> and some fish and chips. <laughs> has, has the food been adequate? Because we had uh, Kelvin Beach from the Jaguars offensive lineman. He was out here a few years ago with the Sealers, came back this year, and he said that what the best improvement from when he was out here last time was the portions have got a lot bigger. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the spoons and forks have gotten a lot bigger, too, <laughs> which was a problem for me. Um, they know what yeah. they deal with now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were prepared this year. Yeah. <laughs> was the turf an issue for you at all in last year? Yeah, it was slippery. Um, so I had to switch my cleats, and I plan on doing it early this year. Are you hopeful it's a rugby feel? I, I might have said it's more durable. Do you think that might have a big impact? Well, I heard it may be a little more slipperier than Wembley. Yeah, so. Last two questions. Go and check it out. You played against Justin Two last year. Mm-hmm. Go against him in practice now. What kind of strides have you made to see him make? The guy is awesome, man. Um, he's very good against the run as well as the pass, and um, he's picking up everything that's thrown at him. You know, I watch him in the games as well as Bobby Hart. Um, and 
from from seeing them last year to this year, I mean, you, you've seen them more than I have. I'm sure you can vouch for the improvement that he's made, but just from the beginning of camp until now, it's amazing. Snacks, is it, is it startling seeing a teammate hold off a trip? I know it's, you know, the circumstances, mm-hmm. and I know everything, but was it startling to see that? I mean, last minute that way for those reasons? Um, You know, you just hope for the best in every situation, and, you know, I wish the same for, you know, all parties involved. But, um... It's the NFL, man. Anything can happen, whether it be a situation like that or an injury. So we're always prepared. He he was hilarious, Snacks Harrison. The the, the people they brought out for us. So why is it called Snacks? Uh, because he's a big mother effer. It's. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally, he's Damon Snacks Harrison, and because he's a big bastard. I mean, if you listen to the interview, Ollie, I'm, I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell people that we insert those in post. Um, I asked him about, you know, Kelvin Beecham mentioned to us about the portion sizes had got much better since he was last out here three years ago. So I, I asked on that basis if he found the same thing, and he went, yeah, and the forks are bigger, and the spoons are bigger. Much better for a guy like me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, he's a big fan and he was hilarious as well so they they brought the guys up to the podium so we had Odell Beckham Eli Manning Ben McAdoo but then they brought out uh, Victor Cruz came down Damon Harrison came down and Brad Wing the punter came out Australian Uh, uh, and they all came out and did little chats and somebody we were waiting and there was a bit like a pool of media had come out from the media room and they were all waiting around for basically the the flag to say go 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 so you can do the interviews Mm -hmm. And they didn't let everyone be available at once. They just went, Snacks is available now. And everyone kind of rushed over there. So we all got our mics in. Um, and he realized, like, how many people were suddenly interviewing him. And he turned around and went, Brad! Brad! <laughs> Brad, you get back over here now! Brad! And just started shouting to Brad Wing to get back over and get involved. Because he'd just suddenly been bombarded by people. He needed some help. Uh, Victor Cruz actually ended up getting an even bigger crowd, but I didn't get involved in the Victor Cruz scrum. Well, got... he's already a friend of the show. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. It's, um, on a similar theme to the, the Josh Brown stuff, uh, Jake Viney's got in touch. Vontae's perfect. A misunderstood vigilante taking out dirty players or an absolute bell end. Sorry, sorry did you... You just said vigilante. Vigilante. You, vigilante. You've gone all Billy Big Bollocks. Even reading out tweets, you say Vigilante. That's how that's what the word is said. You're an unbelievable person. Carry on. <laughs> uh, what's your problem? <laughs> what? With you? Yeah. Well, I'm, you, the whole Billy my Big Bollocks is just... is. Huh? I'm behaving no differently to how I behaved before. I've just been labelled with this persona, and all of a sudden, uh, everything I do is now interpreted in that way. Mate, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a disgrace. Why? Are you? Are you? Are you, you told, not? Told me, you told me earlier that you missed me, and no, I didn't. Even, even though we hung out last night, uh, and uh, are you? Are you? Is this whole Betty Big Bollocks starting to cheese you off? No, <laughs> I think it was really funny. Uh, did you see the tweet that Anthony Wooten from the BBC put out today? Uh, yeah, I think I did. He tweeted the picture. The place it was. I mean, the American journalists must come over and think we all live in castles because. To have been at Penny Hill Park earlier in the week and then at Scion House this part of the week, which is literally a castle. 
Um, it was the room that the press conference is in was this huge, high ceiling, beautiful molding, gold statuettes, like phenomenal. And so we took a photo from the back of the room and I was like, the venue has, was chosen by Triple B and, and then added us all in it. Like, <laughs> what is going on? How is this happening to me? Well, um, Anthony Wooten, I know he listens to the show and he loves it. Hi, Anthony. Um, thanks, thanks for that. Of his. I'm a big fan of his. He's great. Yeah. And he's, he's Canadian as well. Uh, is he? Yeah. Oh, of course he is, because he loves the CFL. He was wearing, in fact, he was wearing um, a Blue Bombers hat today. Niche. Nice. Yeah. Very, very hipster, but yeah. he was loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, I got I, I, My picture appeared on the Daily Mail website this week, which was weird. Oh, God. Uh, the Billy Big Bollocks thing. What do you um, mean, your picture? A picture of you? There's, uh, there's a... T- <laughs> <laughs> like you, you. There's a, a Daily Mail uh, article on the Rams, uh, on the Rams practice from the other day, and um, there, there's a photo of me on the uh, on there interviewing Alec Ogletree. Uh, I am just live tweet, live uh, researching this now, live googling it. Okay, well, carry on. Do that <laughs> while you do that. Uh, we didn't do hashtag office gossip either this time. Which oh, um, there's some doozies, guys. Considering we genuinely had some real doozies, should we come to that at the end? Let's do that at the end. Brilliant. Um, so uh, it's the quick cricket. LA Ram stars gear up for Twickenham Test. That's that's the article you want, mate. Um, I had it open. I've got the it. There we go. Wait, wait. It's it's loading up. The um, the computers <laughs> here are sickly. They're yeah, so they're, slow. They are not good. Um, we should talk about this week's games, but should we finish off on Rams Giants and hear yeah, from yeah, yeah. the guys from the early Rams? So first we'll hear from defensive captain Alec Ogletree. Uh, and you'll, you'll hear, I began by asking him uh, about how he's finding London. Here with Rams linebacker uh, Alec Ogletree. Alec, first of all, uh, you've just arrived in London. Were you out here with the team last time they were out here? Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. This is my first time out here. Um, <laughs> no, no, this is definitely my first time out here. And, uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasant experience so far. So. Yeah, you've been out here for about two days. What have been your first impressions? They're not quite as hot and as beautiful as LA's been for you, I imagine. Yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's not quite as hot. And well, It's beautiful out here, you know, you know. Definitely just something different, you know. I never had a chance to come over here, you know, to Europe and the UK and stuff. So, you know, I'm definitely uh, excited about being here. Um, you know, it's a little cold, but you know, uh, we'll be all right. Bit of a crazy season for you guys so far, because first of all, we have the transition to LA, all of that to go through new stadium at the Coliseum, and then coming out here as well. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a crazy six months or so. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a a, a hectic few months. You know, uh, like you said, we've been doing a lot of traveling, but you know, that's that's really hasn't uh you know i felt like stopped us from uh you know being where we want to be and and, uh doing what we need to do to win games and you know get ready for sunday so you know we we definitely enjoying the little traveling that we're doing because you know the season is a long grind so you know to get a chance to you know leave the country and you know experience some new things you know it's definitely exciting some frustration off the back of this past weekend it really looked like you might get that win against the lions move to four and two and and considering that first monday night loss yeah the strength and the position you'd be in after the next five weeks would have been would have been excellent. Yeah, definitely would have, man. Like you said, we we are uh, that two in a row slip up from us uh, winning the game, and you know I felt like we defensively we felt like most of that was because of us. Um, we didn't really play that well. Frustrating for you, but uh, it, it feels like the team has made some strides this year. 
Yeah, we definitely made a, a lot of strides this year. We're a completely different team from what we were in the past, but, you know, we have to uh, come out every day and, uh, you know, prove that, you know, we've changed and gotten better. And, you know, like I said, we've, we've done a lot of good things this year, and, uh, you know, we only continue to just get better each and every day. So We were out at the Super Bowl this year, and we got to speak with Mike. We got to speak with Aaron from the line in front of you, and it's got to be nice for you knowing that the talent in that four in front of you is just as unbelievable as it is. Yeah, it is. It is, man. It's uh. It's, it's, it's fun to play behind them, man. You know, for me, uh, you know, it's something that you can't you can't wish for anything better. Uh, you know, we got you know a great front four, and you know we do do a lot of good stuff on the back end too. And, and you know, we all kind of just work together and you know make each other better. So it does feel like this weekend for the Giants, the running game hasn't really been there for there for them in recent weeks. But on that Ben McAdoo offense, lots of dink and dunk, lots of stuff over the middle that means mm-hmm. that you might be doing some working coverage against the likes of Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham this weekend. Are you ready? Yeah, I definitely. I'll be ready when it comes time to play. Um, you know, like you said, they do it. They do a lot of stuff that's uh, you know kind of over the ball and you know a lot of routes and you know they run the ball pretty well too. Um, you know, so it's gonna be a challenge for me and you know the rest of the defense too. But you know, like I said, if we have a good week of preparation, you know, hopefully we'll be ready for Sunday. We intrigued. We did a big thing on the 85 Bears last year, and uh, Mike joined us on the phone at that point. And we saw Hard Knocks this year. Mm-hmm. We saw him talking to you and saying you could be one of the best in the league if you get your technique down, if you, if you get low, and if, if you pick up those things that he thinks you need to do. What's it been like working with a legend like that? Oh, it's been it's been fun, man. Like you said, man, he's he's there in your ear to uh, you know to have somebody that has played the position at a high level, and you know to have Mike Singletary at that. You know he's done it for a long time, and you know he's one of the greatest. Situation in the Pacific is worse than reported. The Japanese are planning something big. What's the target? Midway. From the director of Independence Day. A couple dozen planes. It's all Japanese fleet. We got the order to launch. Discover the incredible true story. Today we're going to be underdogs. Of the World War II battle. Good luck, boys. Fire! Midway. Download and keep now. ever play this game so you know, to have him say that to me and you know be in the room you know I definitely try to uh, you know pick his brain a little bit just ask him stuff here and there and, and you know uh, just try to take what he gives me and, and you know use it in my own way so it's got to be he's, he's tough at times though no he, he's been good man he really hasn't been you know uh I guess you would, most people say he's mean or something like that. He, it's not mean. He's, he, you can tell he just loves what he what he's what he do, and you know he's very passionate about it. And you know you need people like that in your life to, you know, help you get better at stuff. So, so first year in LA, you've had some big wins this year over the likes of the Seahawks, but some frustrating losses as well. What's the what's the ceiling for this Rams team? Where can you go this season? Uh, I mean, we hopefully right now we need to win this weekend and you know assess, go to the break and you know get ready to come back and you know win after that. We just have to take it one game at a time and you know we definitely would love to you know make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but you know our focus is you know one game at a time and you know winning that. So, and would you send? Is there a message you would want to send back to the people in LA who are going to have to be getting up at six thirty a.m. to watch this game on exactly Sunday right. morning? You, know, you better get some sleep and uh, <laughs> set your alarm clock. So. <laughs> Yeah. Man, real pleasure. Yes, Good luck on Thank Sunday you. and uh, hopefully speak to you afterwards after a win. Yes, so Alec Ogletree, defensive captain of the LA Rams. Really nice bloke. And uh, I really wanted to ask him about Mike Singletree after we'd had like Les Fraser on in the past and done the stuff on the 85 Bears. And he seems like when he was at the 49ers and just in general, he seems like a really tough bloke. But 
in that hard knocks, he turned around and said to Ogletree, you can be one of the best if you just get your technique right. And I think Ogletree's had a really good start to the season. I think he's in real trouble against the Giants this week because... They've got that brilliant front four and Eli Manning specifically acknowledged Aaron Donald in his press conference. It looks like Robert Quinn's going to be back this weekend. But what Ben McAdoo's offense offers, whilst they haven't been stretching the field, is that they've got all those intermediate routes, crossing stuff, Sterling Shepard. And so you're going to have to see those linebackers getting in coverage. I think that's going to be Ogletree's biggest job this week because they've not got much of a run game, the Giants. And it, I, no, part of me, yeah, I, there you are. Sorry, I've just found you. Was it cold? You're wearing a massive jacket. Yeah, it's a good jumper. My hair looks good in that picture as well, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, it does. Sorry, carry on. I'm not a particular I'm not a particular fan of the fact that mm, the... My uh, hair looks good in that picture, though. Yeah, mm, the really tackle, bollocks. Like... <laughs> there was a heavy media presence at the training <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you Pete Carline has written that little tagline. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) There was a heavy media presence. All right, mate. It was on my birthday as well. So mean. Oh, mate. (laughs) So mean. You can see the little swirl in my beard, though, which is nice. Uh, I've quickly scrolled down further because there's cheerleader pictures. So carry on. Yes, say yes, I am. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I think that I, overall, I think the Giants are going to win this weekend. I think they're the better of the two teams. And I think the Rams have got such issues with their offensive line and they've got such issues with their, with their secondary. Janoris Jenkins is by far the best cornerback in this game. And the fact that the Rams got rid this summer and decided to tag Tremaine Johnson, who's not going to be fit enough to play. He was walking around in a big boot again yesterday. They're, I think the Rams... I think the Giants are better than Rams in so many places. But, and this is, I mean, the way that um, Rosenthal said it to me earlier was they're both part of that glut of 20 teams in the middle of the NFL who, even though we all know the Giants should be better, they all can end up beating each other on any week because it's just been such a weird year so far. And so the Rams could win this weekend, but if I'm going to pick, I'm going to be picking for the Giants. Uh, at Gridiron Magazine predict a game i've also picked the new york giants brilliant um before we move away from this uh, game let's hear from a hall of famer uh, a man who uh, ran this team to a super bowl or was part of the team that went to the super bowl whilst he was running at least uh tory holt arguably had more of an output on the game but um and as did isaac bruce what a team that was kurt warner as well we should get isaac bruce on sometimes we've had the, the other three all on before um but uh, what was really interesting, and I was really glad I got to speak to him, because after practice, with the Ra- what the Rams did was brought us... They did like a press conference on the field. So they brought out, the, you know, the stand with all the branding and the logos and stuff on. They got two guys to carry that out from the hotel and put it out on the practice field. And then we all just kind of scrummed around them with that behind them. But um, I managed to... I asked, and we got Andrea as a one-on-one. But then Marshall Falk was stood chatting to Todd Gurley for like a solid 10 minutes... And you could see them discussing technique and you could see him like psyching him up. And I got a photo of them and uh, tweeted it out from our account. And uh, it was fascinating to see Todd Gurley really taking in everything Marshall Falk had to say, really interested, really wanting to learn. And uh, so I went over and I kind of approached Marshall Falk afterwards and I had a chat to him about the L.A. stuff. Uh, But, you know, 
I asked him about Todd Gurley as well. So here's our interview with Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk. We spoke back in uh, in 2012 when you came over with the the team last time, and you were real positive then about where the Rams were going. And it's felt like a frustrating few years since then. Like there or thereabouts, but never quite making that step. Is there something in this in this young team we see coming out here to London this time that makes you think that finally maybe the Rams in LA could become a playoff team? Oh, well, I mean, uh, coming over here three and three, it's better than how they came over here last time, and hopefully. <laughs> Uh, the performance on the field is is much better than it was the last time that they were over here. But um, you know, for, for the for the most part, um, as a as a as a former player uh, and um, and the Rams still, uh, you know, just uh, you know, I, I I have hope that that this team takes the next step. Uh, they have the talent. Um, they are young, but those young players they've played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. And um, like most teams in the league, there's some injuries, there's some things, some hurdles that you have to uh, kind of uh, get over. But uh, but for the most part, um, you know, it's 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 all about uh, gelling and doing the right things at the right times together as a team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we just saw you uh, having a chat with Todd after practice on the sideline and it's had a frustrating year for him as well. I think teams are really loading the box and trying to slow him down particularly. What is the message that you're giving to him to kind of make sure that he's in the right headspace? Just patience and go through the process. It's the process. Success success brings the attention that he, that he, uh, that he is getting. And when you when you're successful, and and, and people decide, hey, we want to stop you. Um, he has to be patient. He has to trust his teammates, and more success like they had, like they had against. Uh, Detroit in the passing game is only going to help Todd Gurley in the running game. Yeah, you see what Kenny Britt's doing particularly, and you see the case had a great game against Detroit. It was a shame for him to be on the losing side particularly. Do you think that means that maybe this weekend we'll see a different look from the Giants and they'll be able to give Todd some running room? We have, we have no idea what we're going to see from the Giants. Um, you know, uh, Obviously, former head coach Steve Spagnuolo, um, the defensive coordinator over there with the Giants, he's, he, he loves to bring pressure. Uh, uh, their number one goal is going to be to stop Todd, and um, and uh, until until uh, the passing game does what they did against Detroit on a consistent basis, they're going to continue to see the things that they saw, and and that's just how it is. And um, once that happens, uh, then the running game is going to flourish. Final question: I, I, Seeing the team out in London's one thing, but what's it like for you, a guy who had so much success with the team in St. Louis, seeing them now? back in LA at the Coliseum is that odd for you we spoke certainly with your uh, your former head coach this off season and, and he said he's pleased for them but he finds it weird um it, it's, it's probably not odd for me because um you know my first experience with the Rams uh I played at San Diego State um I I, watched, I saw the Rams playing in Los Angeles so uh at, they were in Anaheim at the time so uh, probably not as odd for me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a little bit older than, than most guys. That <laughs> so so I I've, I had some some knowledge and experience of watching them. I saw games uh, uh, in <laughs> I saw games in LA. I watched them play. So um, yeah. So it's it's not so odd for me. But um, but I do understand uh, what he was saying. And and I genuinely, finally this time. Considering we've got Ben McAdoo, strong tash game. Jeff Fisher, strong mustache game. I just wanted to congratulate you on your strong beard game, Marshall. Hey, uh, you know, it's, 
took me a long time to grow this beard. I finally can grow one, and I'm uh, I'm glad my my uh, my boss let me keep it. Marshall Falk there. Shall we move on and chat about the rest of the week? We haven't actually. We'll, well wasn't about there this. anyone else there? Well, it's, well, this has been such a mess. We have gone in such a weird order. But yeah, okay. Let's let's carry on. Um, <laughs> but I thought you spoke to a couple of cricketers. I did. Liam Plunkett and Sam Billings was there. So Liam Plunkett is coming to our party next week, or he's going to try and come to our party. He gets back from Philadelphia, so he's uh, DM'd me saying he will try and come later. He's DM'd me. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm going to have to find a Billy Big Bollocks uh, drop for you every time that you go into this uh, horrendous, egotistical, maniacal... um, sort of uh, building up your own existence. It's, it's, It's an absolute disgrace, really. What we haven't talked about yet is Thursday night football, Ollie. No, we have not. That's yeah. How have we gone this far? Literally, I would say about forty-five minutes into the into this show without talking about Thursday night football. You watched it this morning. I fell asleep halfway through it last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not but a surprise. I've... The first half was dreadful. Oh no, no. I I, <laughs> I fell asleep after the Devonte Adams touchdown which was a great catch by the way the first touchdown the first touchdown so i fell asleep when we went ahead i knew that chicago wouldn't come back into it because hoyer was out matt barkley came in six uh, receptions from 15 attempts awful awful quarterbacking um but but what you watched it back earlier this morning what did you see it's the green bay offense back I don't think he is, I, by the way. Yeah, I, I didn't like... They struggled in the first half. Um, they started to get some more timing going in the second that it became much more system-based and it looked a lot more impressive as Aaron Rodgers got into a rhythm. If that second half was an indicator of how he's going to play for the rest of the season and he starts off their next game in the same fashion, then fine. But I need to see him do it from the first snap, not from halfway through the game when it's still tight with a team who have got a third-string quarterback on the field. Um, um, that was my concern. And the other thing is, is the fact that Aaron Rodgers completed 39 passes yesterday for 326 yards. That is well, well, well under 10 yards of completion. It's, five, like, not it's about little, 5.4, I think. It, it, it it's is, awful. Yeah, it is serious. It can't be 5.4. That doesn't make sense. 39, 325. 39 times 10 would be 390. So it'd be like 8-ish. Eight, yeah, it's 8.4. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, if if Drew Brees or Tom Brady or someone like that threw, completed 39 passes in a game, I would expect that that was going to be a 500-yard game, at least a 400-yard game. Matt Ryan, um, case yeah. in point. And so I was genuinely surprised that that was the case. I mean, uh, it's why Devontae Adams was obviously so heavily involved. Uh, it's why Randall Cobb got involved later on. Um, it's it's kind of why Ty Montgomery and Randall Cobb were both catching balls out of the backfield. And Ty Montgomery operated as a running back on nine separate carries for 60 yards as well. well uh, a, a lot of those... A couple of tosses, a couple of sweeps rather yeah. than straight up, straight up like handoffs. But... You know, it was they did something different, and I appreciated that. But they're not going to be the high-scoring, high-powered offense we expected them to be, which is a bit of a shame. Well, the eternal optimist that, that I am, I think we we saw Niall Davis for one yard. I think he got one yard. I'm an idiot that I put him in my fantasy teams. I'm an idiot. I did, forgot to take him out. I thought it would happen. I'm an idiot. That's by the by. What we've got now is ten days until the Packers play again. Uh, I think they go to Atlanta. That's 10 days for Niall Davis to learn 
the playbook, learn a load of plays, and then become that running back. Don Jackson, who a lot of people picked up on waivers, he only lasted for two series, hurt his hand, went straight out. Montgomery was used as the running back, as you said, but a lot of those receptions from Montgomery and Randall Cobb, they're basically run plays. Run plays uh, as a get-out. Yeah. Okay, the ball went forwards, but that's a run play. So that's why, okay, Aaron Rodgers' yards per attempt are down, but that's because a lot of them were dump-off passes, which were to serve as run plays. I'm not that concerned. because The one thing I am concerned about is Jordy Nelson. No separation. Well, there was a... There's a couple of times where he did, but Rodgers clearly doesn't trust him. A couple of tweets we've had come in... Um... Uh, Tom Marshall has Jordy been caught messing with Olivia Munn because I can't see why else he's not being targeted at the moment. Um, Martin asks, are Jordy and Randall Cobb finished? Um, Randall Cobb's not finished. Randall Cobb had a good game. Okay, he he had a lot of receptions. He did miss a couple of uh, touchdowns. One ball was knocked out by uh, Matt LeBlanc, and uh, <laughs> which was fantastic. What? Martin is just hooked a big one. This is great. Hey, he's clearly having a wind up. Yeah, well, yeah. He got, he got Adam me. Nichols says he thinks Jordy isn't one hundred percent and thus isn't getting open. So uh, I, he kind of agrees with you, Martin. Whose career is over first, Fat Eddie or the Geno Coaster? Do you know what, Martin? Just get out. Not, <laughs> is this a different Martin? No, it's the same. Yeah, Martin, Martin get out. <laughs> I'm not, I refuse to answer it. Uh, fine. I bet he's a Bears fine. fan, isn't he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, He's just a wind-up merchant. Uh, Martin, I'll see you at our party and probably buy you a beer. But that's not the point. You done? Yeah, sorry. This heavy media presence would like to crack on and talk about the rest of the <laughs> Let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, there are only three or four games outside of the Rams um, that I want to talk about in any depth. Uh, and really, then, I don't want to talk about them in too much depth because we've already gone quite long. And I think people quite enjoyed that we focused on a couple of things in depth and then glossed over everything else. And it's not a great slate of games. After a couple of really good weeks, there aren't many. St- the problem is, is the games that looked really good going into this week are now a little bit ruined. So when you first were looking back on the when you're first looking at the shed slash sketch for this weekend, you were looking maybe at. New England at the Steelers, that's been a bit ruined with no Big Ben. Seahawks at the Cardinals, good chance we've got no Carson Palmer in that one. What? Why? Texans at Broncos, he's still not fully fit. Um, Texans at Broncos, before the season we were all like, oh, chance to see Osweiler against his old team. Osweiler's been dreadful. Did you say we all? I wasn't. Uh, apart from those last two drives. So everything's got a little bit of an element where it's not quite as good as it could have been. And I think almost a prime example of that is the Vikings coming off their bye week, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Two weeks ago, this looked like a great game on paper. Now the Vikings have got maybe two of the best bookend pass rushes in the league. They are going up against a Philadelphia Eagles side who have lost their starting right tackle and Carson Wentz is getting absolutely ruined. And I think the Vikings go to 6-0 and without too much of a sweat this week. Yeah, I, I'm i going to agree with you. I think the Eagles, they're not a busted flush at all. I'm, neither is Carson Wentz, but I think the Vikings are heads, heads and shoulders above anyone else at the moment in the NFC. We'll have to see what they're like off this bye week. We'll have to see that. 
actually, I'm but really, po- I'm really positive. Got into that Eagles backfield and just ruined them, and they're not a great pass rushing team. Well, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Where I'm disagree- <laughs> where I'm disagreeing with you is that I think there's some actually really interesting, intriguing games with some interesting storylines going on all over the place. All right. I, Give me some of yours. First of all, we're both taking the Vikings in that one, right? Yeah, both taking the Vikings. Okay. Tell me your games you find interesting this week, and then we'll just give some quick thoughts on the rest of the games. So I quite like the look of the Bills at the Dolphins. The Dolphins coming back off of the, that win. They've got their front four back for the first time last week they did against the Steelers so we could see more of a stable Dolphins that's why Jay ran for all of those those yards because they they had their their starters there going up against the Bills with Tyrod Taylor that defense I think that's an interesting game the only reason I think that game's interesting is because LaShawn McCoy is probably going to be out um well Gillespie will come in yeah uh Jackson got in touch saying um how big a loss is LaShawn McCoy? I, I think Mike Gillisley is an interesting, uh, an interesting player. Um, uh, <laughs> someone just tweeted me saying, just remembered smashing the dab in Roadhouse last night. Yeah, that happened. Oh, God. We'll talk about horrendous. that afterwards. Um, what a night that was. I think um, the Seahawks-Cardinals is a really interesting game. I, d- I haven't heard anything about Carson Palmer well, no, let's, being let's injured. Th- no, let's, let's talk about Buffalo-Miami All right, first. go on. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it. So... I, I like what they've done with the offense in Buffalo, but I think LaShawn McCoy is a big loss. Jackson tweeted us asking exactly that. How big of a loss do you think he is? I think that's absolutely huge. Um, and I do not expect... <laughs> Interesting. It's a Buffalo. Uh, it's not a great one, though, is it? <laughs> um, it's definitely cow effects. But... <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but, Pat, I, th- I think that the Bills will win without him. I, I think... Tyrod Taylor, his ability to escape the pocket. Yeah. Actually, the Miami, what's good against the run, aren't great, great pass rushers. There's a lack of Bills weapons. That's how Miami would win this week. But I just think that the Bills are going to go on their first five-game winning streak since 2004. That's incredible. That, thanks, facts. That's, that's incredible. I've also taken the Bills, but I think it's an interesting game. I like that game. I, I, you know, I think you're too down sometimes on this NFL and I don't think you should be. <laughs> wow. Seahawks, uh, Seahawks going to the Cardinals. That I, I is an say, interesting game. The other thing with the Bills, just very quickly. Oh, when Sha- can we get to this Cardinals game? Shaq Lawson is back 100% and will be playing this weekend. I really liked the look of him coming to this year. And he looked like the perfect player to go um, into that Bills offense. Now, Lorenzo Alexander has ended up being absolutely phenomenal. 33 years old. Eight sacks this season. He's 33 years old. He had one career sack going into this year. He now has nine career sacks. Put young Shaq Lawson into the same offense. Oh, that could be exciting. Anyway. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Right, you you want to talk about the Cardinals? No, I want to talk about uh, the Colts at the Titans. What happens to talking about? Well, I'm going a bit chronological. We'll do the Cardinals in a minute. That's my last game that I think is interesting. I think there are other interesting games, but I know we're pushed for time. Colts at the Titans. Why, Ollie, are you picking any game with the Colts and the Titans? I think this is an interesting game. Titans coming back, coming off of an okay win last week. Marcus Mariota's looking really good. Kendall Wright looks like he's back to his best. Get Delaney Walker more involved in the game. DeMarco Murray looks fantastic. Okay, the Cleveland uh, bottled them up last week, but I don't think that Indianapolis Colts 
defense is that good, especially on the on run blocking. Uh, and then with the Colts, the, the storyline there is how much longer, how many more defeats can they take before they start thinking about getting rid of Grigson and getting rid of Cav- uh, Pagano? That's interesting. That's an interesting game. Yeah, I think it's a terrible game. Get out. I'm taking the Titans, but I just think the Colts aren't a very good football team. I'm taking uh, the Titans uh, as well. The Colts have a dreadful run defense. The Titans have DeMarco Murray running like he did when he was in Dallas two years ago. How long he can keep that up for, I don't know. But they have the better offensive line. They have the better running game. They will. They are the better football team. They will win this one. Yeah, they'll win it. That's what we're talking about. But it's still an interesting game. Finally, Seahawks at the Cardinals. I haven't heard anything about Palmer being out or being being hurt. He played in uh, the Mon- was it Monday night game? Yeah, it was the Monday night game. He played and uh, the Cardinals looked decent. Arizona Cardinals. Carson Palmer limited at practice with an hamstring issue. Missed practice yesterday. Is a game time decision. He'll play. He's just old. He'll play. <laughs> you heard it here first. He will play. Uh, you're the new Stefania Bell. Um, <laughs> He's just old. Right. So Cardinals, um, uh, do you know, I like the Cardinals have been getting much better at, uh, on defense over the last two weeks. Um, I really like Marcus Cooper. I think yeah. he's having a really good year. Um, the, 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 the Seahawks, what's interesting is with their running game last week, is that it looks like the interior of their O-line is starting to come together. Jermaine Effedi now back in the lineup. He's kind of not shone, but he's starting to show something. Justin Britt's starting to show something. There's no consistency, but I think finally something is starting to come together there. Uh, My... The way the Cardinals win this, if they do, is that they do what the Atlanta did to the Seahawks last week and confuse the coverages with crossing routes on the outside, on Sherman's side, knock him off his stride and then throw, and then actually target that side of the field. But the Seahawks have a ridiculously good record over Arizona over the last couple of years. They really have their number and I think it's another Seahawks win. I've gone Cardinals. I like them at home. I like them in... Well, they haven't really proved it in divisional games uh, unless it's the 49ers... In over the last few years but I think this is the game where they come back uh, David Johnson is looking outstanding I know the Seahawks have that fantastic front f- that, that, they have four of three that fantastic defence anyway um, but with the Seahawks Jimmy Graham and Russell Wilson look like they're starting to get it get together by the way congratulations could be in order for Russell Wilson and Ciara Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little pitter patter of baby, maybe on the on the baby, way. Maybe. Yeah, baby, baby. Yeah. Uh, right, we got to crack on. So yes, I have to go and pick I'm going. Wife. I'm going Cardinals. Right, let's do our hot takes from the other games. The Saints at the Chiefs. Saints at the Chiefs. This is actually one of the other games I picked up as being interesting. This in the San Diego game. Get on with it. I liked. Um, <laughs> it's it's all going to be about the passing game. It's so much about the seams. We saw Kobe Felina last week. Um, the Chiefs match up nicely on the defensive side, but beyond their number one corner, who is... Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Um, I think they're lacking a little bit of depth there. I think the Saints will have too many weapons, and so we could turn this into a shootout. Um, I still like the Chiefs overall, though, and I'm taking the Chiefs. Saints don't travel well. Uh, Breeze, that is true. Breeze doesn't travel well. I like the Chiefs. They're coming... Uh, back off of a, a, a win out in Oakland. So I am going the Chiefs. 
San Diego at Atlanta. Uh, the reason I like this one is because of how well those San Diego rookies played against Denver last week. And then they've had 10 days to scheme for this one. Uh, Atlanta, their line has looked better this year, but even so, Joey Bosa could get in there and wreck stuff up. Um, I, I just think that... Well, I, I think the Falcons will still win this, but I think San Diego will run them much closer than people are expecting. And it wouldn't be that big a surprise if there was an upset in this one. Also, uh, Tyrell Williams, I think, could, evolve into, could, could evolve into a serious, serious weapon. He's looking really good the last two weeks. Um, and I think he'll be their number one receiver behind, obviously, the injured Keenan Allen. So through the rest of this season, I think he could be their number one target. I'm taking Atlanta. So I have also gone for Atlanta. I think uh, they're far too strong. Uh, Tevin Coleman will get back on track after a poor week last week. So Atlanta for me. New England at Pittsburgh. Now, the only thing that interested me about this game now, because Landry Jones is in, is I'll be, I, I'm, I'm wanting to see what the Patriots' defense do. Because last year when these teams went up against each other, they put Malcolm, Brown, Malcolm Butler one-on-one with Antonio Brown, which is proper ballsy. Like, they doubled AJ Green last week uh, using, like, uh, uh, Logan Ryan or Eric Rowe and then uh, and then uh, Ju- Jerron Harmon out of the safety role to cover him as well. So I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do with Antonio Brown considering Landy, Landry Jones will be looking for the number one guy, I imagine, considering he's limited. But they're going to have to run, 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 run if they've got any chance whatsoever, the Steelers. And that's why I'm saying if they one-on-one cover Antonio Brown, they can put more in the box. They can try and stop Levy on Bell. If the Steelers have any chance, Lev Bell needs to go for like 200 yards on the ground. But I think this is a, a, a New England win. If it was Big Ben, I would be going Steelers. It's not Big Ben. I'm going the Patriots. That's the, that's the, that's the line. Right, I'm just going through these games chronologically now. Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Ooh, a doozy. I've got San Francisco. I wow. don't I don't like teams travelling all the way across the country. Uh, I know they would have got, come in early. I think this will be the time where Kaepernick, who's managed to be working with the, with the first team a whole lot more, he'll get it together. The 49ers will beat the Buccaneers. Um... Amazing. I'm still taking the Bucks because I don't know if we win again this season. But if we do, good call. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, I, I, did you listen to the Around the NFL podcast already this week? The, the end of the week one? Yes, yes, yeah. The positivity around the Browns is real. Like, they've genuinely found some really interesting pieces going forwards. We already know about... Um, uh, Terrell Pryor, obviously. Uh, we've already seen what Corey Coleman can do in fits and spurts. He looks like the kind of guy that you could build around. Danny Shelton, yeah. their first-round pick from last year, has come in and started to look really good. Isaiah Christian- Crowell. Uh, Isaiah Crowell has... He, well, he had a really good start to the year. He's kind of dropped off a bit in terms of yardage. Um, but... Um, Christian Kirksey, the inside linebacker as well, he's looked really good. They're, they've st- they're starting to have some nice pieces coming out of these last couple of drafts. It makes me feel even more down about the 49ers because I can't look at any of my roster and think to myself, yeah, that's where we're looking like we're going to build from. Um, but regardless, let's stick to the bandwagon. Come on, Bengals. Back to four and three, then four and four next week, and then we can carry on and go rolling. Yeah, I've gone Bengals as well. Uh, Washington at Detroit. This is a more interesting game than I think people realise. No, um, we've had no Jordan Reed this week. Ziggy Answer is back for the Lions, so they'll suddenly get some pass rush back. There's no Haloni Nata. 
oh, that's not good against the run game. Matt Jones could have another good day that's then. That's what I'm thinking. I might take the Lions. I'm taking Washington. Yeah, let's let's go against each other because that's more fun when we do that. Yeah, Washington uh, for me. <laughs> we've done Indy, Tennessee. We've done New Orleans. Baltimore at the New York Jets. I really, I, there's nothing that interests me about this game whatsoever. Well, the Geno coaster is in full effect. Geno Smith is out. He is going to be starting uh, against Baltimore. I think the Jets are falling into a deep, deep, dark hole, and I'm going to take the Ravens. Better coached. Oh, I've taken the Jets. They're there not. Yeah, but I don't think that. I think you're right. The Ravens are better coached, but the Ravens' uh, defense is so banged up. I think the Jets have enough on offense, despite Geno Smith, to do it. So yeah, I'm going Jets. And they've got a better defense than the Ravens, so Jets. Do you know which game we haven't mentioned that is actually quite a good game that I've just spotted? <laughs> uh, Oakland at Jacksonville. Oakland at Jacksonville. Two teams everyone was very high on coming into the year. Um, the Raiders, mm, I, oh, well, I've called with the Jags the last two weeks and they've won the last two weeks. Well, the last two of the last three, obviously, with the bye. These things come I, in threes, man. I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to say that Jalen Ramsey's really impressed me. He can take at least one of those wide receivers out of the game. The, if they can get a little bit of pass rush against what's been a really, really good O-line, then they've got something to go. Um... I think the Raiders are going to win it, but I'm going to take the Jags. I'm taking the Jags. As I yeah. said, I don't like teams travelling across the country. I'm going Jags. Uh, Houston at Denver. It's the Broncos. This is not a sexy game, I don't think, in any on any level. The two quarterbacks are not the two, two quarterbacks that I really want to watch at all. Yeah, you've got a real beef with old Trev, haven't you? I don't like Trev. I don't like Brock. Get out. Poor Trev. Poor, poor Trev. Um, but regardless, I, uh, I it's the Broncos' defense is too good uh, for uh, anything that Brock Osweiler is going to throw at them, and that's why I'm taking a Denver win. Yeah, it's a Denver win for me too. Good stuff. Right, is there anything else we need to cover? Because I really need to leave. I mean, there's some doozies at office, office gossip. We'll save that for another time. Let's just say... There was some kissing, there was some dabbing, and it was the Billy Big Bollocks and Friends birthday night out last night, and things got pretty messy. The things did get messy. I had two drinks in four hours, uh, because the night before, I was very messy, so I, I just couldn't stomach it. I couldn't do it. I went home, I watched the football, I was fine with that. I'm sorry I missed out, mate. I'm, um, I'm we, sorry we, I let you down. We might be milling around the um, the fan rally before the game this weekend. If anyone wants to come and find us, drop us a tweet. I won't be. I'll be in the stadium. But then afterwards, we'll either be watching it back in the fan rally on the big screens or we'll head into town and go to the Hippodrome for the later games. So if you're going to be about, tweet us at Gridiron, at Will Gav, at Ollie Hunter. Uh, these are great opportunities to meet up and have a chat with you guys. We really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, just hit us up. We'd love you. So we'd love to come and see you. Yes. And otherwise, gridironhypermagazine.com forward slash after party. Come to our party. You know you want to. At Gridiron. Love it. Thank you very much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show.